1: Welcome to the show, the Street Soccer Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM Channel 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm not Dan Patrick. I am Nick Eber, along with Nick Webster. It's Champions League football today. Uh, We'll talk about the two matches, Man United being clearly outclassed by Paris Saint-Germain at Old Trafford, Roma beating uh, Porto 2-1, but that away goal, very important to Porto. Nick Webster, we've got Champions League and, of course, the sad, sad loss of Gordon Banks.
2: Yeah, obviously, uh, United, as you said, met a freight train in the form of Mbappe, who really just showed what a world-class talent he is. And yes, as you mentioned, Gordon Banks, I mean, World Cup winner, one of the boys of 66, and perhaps my most uh, iconic memory of football from being a young lad. His epic save against Pelé in the 1970 World Cup. He will be missed greatly in this wonderful game of football. Yeah, and we're starting to see the legends
1: passing to memory now, and it is uh, it is very sad. Uh, and one wonders, when will England lift the World Cup again? Will any of the veterans of 1966 be alive to see it, Nick? And I, I have to think not.
2: Well, <laughs> bit gloomy there, Nick. I mean, uh, I think we can uh, create a more upbeat show for our listeners this evening. So enough of the doom and gloom, OK? Get over your bad self. All right. Well, let's talk about Man
1: United. Ole Gunnar Solsha suffers his first loss as manager. Phil McNulty wrote an absolutely scathing piece uh, at BBC. You can see it at bbc.com forward slash football talking about where the blame lies. Phil McNulty. Cooking up a little blame pie. He gives it firmly to Ed Woodward and management. A little bit to Solskjaer. Very little, though, and, and I think that's correct. We're going to talk about that when we come back. We'll also look forward to tomorrow's cracking matches. Can't wait. Love the Champions League. Love to hear from you. 800-878-7529. 800-878-7529. Be sure to give us a call here in the studio. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, you can find us on Twitter as well. I'm at Nick Gieber. He is at Nick Webster. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash fifth street sports talk. Well, it's that time we have to take a break. So we're going to get ready to do it. But before we do, I'd like to welcome to the show all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. We'll be right back after this.
3: When I send Valentine's Day flowers, I always pay for upsell bears, balloons, and candy. Yeah, no. It's crazy, right? It's like those flower giant websites admit their flowers are kind of janky. So you better add a balloon, which is why I go to books.com for Valentine's Day flowers. FYI, books is short for bouquets. And if you think your mom or wife or girlfriend can't tell the difference between books' flowers and the others, you're wrong. Books delivers spectacular flowers cut fresh from farms around the world, including farms on the side of a volcano. You got to see those. Anyway, books are picked fresh and shipped direct so they last longer. Know what else I love about books? Simple pricing without all the add-ons. You know, where a 1995 arrangement ends up costing 60 bucks. Get your Valentine's Day flowers at books.com. That's bouq dot com and enter the code soccer for 20% off. Yeah, 20% off when you enter soccer at bouqs.com. That's books.com.
0: Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003.
4: Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices
0: 855 325 That's eight five five three two Alright,
1: welcome back. History Street Soccer. Nick Eber and Nick Webster with you tonight. We're with you each and every weeknight from 6 p.m. Pacific. That's 9 p.m. Eastern time right here. Uh, Nick, before we get into the Champions League, uh, you know, we, we talk, you mentioned the sort of morose tone of the Open, talking about the passing of Gordon Banks, uh, a real, real loss to English football. But you know, when I look at this year in football, we have had more sadness and tragedy... Than I can remember in any year of football. We've had, obviously, the loss of Emiliano Salah in that terrible plane accident in the Channel. Here in the United States, we've lost Siggy Schmidt, Fernando Clavio. Uh, we've lost Gordon Banks. we lost uh, uh, all those uh, wonderful kids at the Youth Academy at Flamengo. And, of course, the Leicester City owner, Vishay Prabha was killed in that helicopter crash. Nick, is it just me, or has this been a year of tragedy?
2: Well, it, it is a year of tragedy in football. Uh, I, I hope we're not next. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, gosh,
1: uh, my ex-wives are probably not thinking that. But but thank you for being positive, Nick. <laughs> uh,
2: that's that's me. I'm I'm a ray of sunshine, Nick. But yeah, now I, I, you know, it's it's you you mentioned Gordon Banks and uh, and you know, there's a number of players from that team of '66 that have already passed. Uh, ray Wilson, Alan Ball, to name a few, and I mean, I I guess it's just father time and, you know, they're they're all going to start going pretty soon. Uh, And, I mean, how do we honour them? How do we celebrate them without it becoming, I mean, I I hate to say it, but a little bit too much?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think the best honour that could be given to uh, the class of 66 would be, uh, England's continued advancement, the continued development of young English talent and, and a good solid England national team that's going to compete for the World Cup without embarrassing itself. And, and quite frankly, I, I think we're getting there. One has to think that as Gordon has passed on to uh, the next life, whatever that may be, if any, uh, he had to have thought that maybe finally England was on the right track.
2: Well, I, I'm, I'm hoping that he enjoyed uh, last July as much as you and I did. Uh, I mean, that thrilling run of the England national team to the semifinals of the World Cup uh, was something we hadn't seen since 1990. And I'm sure Gordon, as a, as a fine mind and a, a great supporter of the game, he must have enjoyed what Gareth Southgate's team did.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm very excited to see uh, young Sancho uh, playing for England and uh, the next big tournament. I think that's going to be a really exciting young talent to watch.
2: Well, I hope Sancho, uh, when the next big tournament comes around, remembers his passport. Uh, today, the story in the in the newspapers was that he he actually delayed the uh, Borussia Dortmund flight to London for their their uh, round of the uh, sixteen clash with Tottenham Hotspur tomorrow because he'd forgotten his passport at home. Mm. What eighteen year old hasn't done that,
1: huh? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I actually can't remember ever doing that, but. I guess we'll give him a pass because he's a footballer. All right, Nick, uh, let's get to the Champions League. We've got a lot to talk about, a lot of stories coming out of the matches today. Uh, Obviously, for those of us here in the United States, the uh, much bigger match was the Manchester United-Paris Saint-Germain match at Old Trafford. Of course, if you're Italian or Portuguese, uh, the Roma-Porto match was a big one for you. However, Nick, I think we see really the gulf in class Uh, by the way pogba's sending off i thought at the end was absolutely ludicrous i cannot believe they sent pogba off for a second yellow for that that to me was not a yellow card that was just two players colliding but having said that they were outclassed up and down the pitch today
2: yeah i mean psg you know you and i previewed the game yesterday and we thought united would give a better account of themselves than they did but Verratti was class i mean really the the game needed two balls because Verratti had the had the match ball and he just refused to give it to anybody uh, other than his teammates and he did it quite brilliantly and in uh, Kylian Mbappe they had a player with perhaps the most electri- electrifying speed i've seen i mean Rashford's quick but Mbappe is just greased lightning and uh, his run for the second goal was class Angel de Maria goes back to Old Trafford and truly bites the hand that used to feed him. I mean, the Old Trafford crowd were giving him, the Argentinian, plenty of stick, but he he delivered the corner and then he delivered the cross for Mbappé. So, I mean, I I I thought... And apparently, Nick, uh, he delivered
1: uh, some choice words to the United supporters that were giving him that stick. I don't know if you've read that story. Uh, You know, the FKU was being said very loudly by uh, Angel Di Maria towards the fans on numerous occasions.
2: Well, yeah, uh, I mean, I did see a beer bottle lobbed at him, so we don't need those uh, unsavory scenes. No, no, not and, at all. And then, you know, I mean, uh, Pogba's sending off. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a bit ridiculous. But then again, Pogba was on a yellow card. He's got to stay on his feet, and he doesn't stay on his feet. And he gets himself in a kind of pickle. And now he's going to miss the second leg. And, I mean, United have it all to do. But in in, in all fairness, PSG, good value for the win. And I think that that was the eye opener for Solskjaer to let him know that there is a golfing class between United and the elite of Europe. Well, that's exactly the point that Phil McNulty
1: was making in his piece at BBC.com. Precisely that point, Nick, saying that you know, yeah, you can kind of maybe Solskjaer didn't get the the tactics absolutely right, but really when you look at the squad. There's a lot of talk about how how great they've been over the last 10, 11 games and what a world-class squad this is. But really, it isn't. And it's been the product of mismanagement, lack of investment in the right places, lack of infrastructure, and most importantly, lack of system growing to a system. Uh, and I think those are uh, criticisms that are very well-founded.
2: Well, yeah, they, I mean, they, they are well-founded. But, I mean, I don't think it's Solskjaer's fault. I mean, he's come no. in... Uh, and he's and he's done an, an incredible job with the with with the toolbox that he's been left with. Uh, you know, he did have one huge advantage in that. You know, he's been given a succession of cream puffs to rebuild the confidence. Yes, United have won a couple of big games, most notably against uh, Tottenham, Tottenham and then and Arsenal, Arsenal in the FA Arsenal, Cup. Arsenal, yeah, yeah. But but still, I think I think Solskjaer is still trying to uh, exert his identity and the way. He wants football played within the team, but you know there there are some big flaws, and and those flaws are really in the back line. I mean, Baye, Lindelof, Ashley Young. I mean, I, I, I honestly I, th- I think they're a, they're a little bit below the class of the top teams.
1: Well, I never understood the whole Baye experiment. I mean, Mourinho brought him in. I want to say a great expense. And I just don't think he's at any sort of level uh, for Manchester United or a team that has top four uh, Premier League championship aspirations uh, and aspirations to win Europe. I mean, he's just not that good of a player.
2: No, he's not. He's not that good of a player. But you know, Mourinho paid a lot of money for him, and you can see why uh, Ed Woodward wasn't so keen on uh, backing Mourinho in the transfer market because none of his transfers really did the business other than Zlatan, and Zlatan was a freebie anyway. So, um, you know, I, I think there's, there's, a, there's a lot of rebuilding to be done at United. They're good enough to take fourth place in the Premier League, which will guarantee Champions League football again. I really don't see Arsenal or Chelsea pushing them that hard. And so I think it's time for, you know, Solskjaer to you know hit the reset button. He's got Chelsea in the FA Cup coming up this weekend, which is a big, big game uh, for both clubs, in fact. And, uh, you know, I, I fully expect United to get back to winning ways, but I, I really don't think that they have enough to trouble PSG, especially on the road. Well, you know, you're talking
1: about teams that crap defences. Uh, you mentioned three right there. Man United is a lot less crap than Arsenal and Chelsea, though, right now.
2: Well, yes, a lot less crap, but I, th- I think when they're put under the kind of pressure that you know and and Mbappe and Verratti and Angel Di Maria put them under. you can see that they they did wilt and you know once again i mean really David de Gea was was United's best player i mean a couple of fantastic saves uh, especially from Mbappe although the the corner that it led to uh, was the opening goal but you know David de Gea really was the difference between these two teams and and a walloping for United
1: Yeah, we talked about De Gea a lot, and I continue to say he is the best goalkeeper in football today. All right, 5th Street Soccer, I'm Nick Gieber, he's Nick Webster. We'd love to hear from you. Where are you? 800-878-7529. Come on, United supporters. Come out. Stop crying. Pick up the phone. It's free. We know you're cheap. The call is free. 800-878-7529. Find us on Twitter. I'm at Nick Gieber. He's at Nick Webster. We're going to take a break. Be right back after this.
5: Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean? Europe? Hawaii? Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. We'll assign you your own travel concierge. They'll help you design a custom vacation plan that you can't find online and the service is completely free. You can't compare the value of this to any other online travel company. We can help you plan a custom vacation anywhere in the world. We even offer payment plans with no credit card required. Now you pay off your vacation on your time schedule. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and travel now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a five-star A-plus online rating. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631.
0: 800-570-9631, 800-570-9631, 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPO plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. Call 800-296-1252. 800-296-1252. 800-296-1252. That's
4: 800-296-1252. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. Pick up your phone and call right
0: now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517.
1: All right, welcome back to the show, Fifth Street Soccer, Nick Eber and Nick Webster. By the way, for those of you that know me uh, and have seen me over the years, my various TV radio incarnations, you know I'm a bit of a hairy bastard. And uh, this morning, got up, got ready for the Champions League match, gave myself a nice, nice shave with my brand new Harry's Razor. Now, this was an incredibly close, smooth, comfortable shave Great handle. You know, one of the problems I have are these bloody things are so expensive, razors. uh, It drives you crazy. You you end up using the same one week after week after week. Well, now you can join the 10 million people who have tried Harry's razors. Uh, This stuff's absolutely fantastic. You can claim your trial offer by going to harrys.com forward slash worldsoccer. Now, why Harry's, you might say? Well, Harry's founders were tired of paying up for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned. They knew a great shave doesn't come from gimmicks, vibrating heads, and all the rest. I guess that's for something else. So uh, they fixed it by combining a simple, clean design with a quality, durable blade at a fair price. The replacement cartridges are just 2 a apiece. But folks, are you ready for this? Now you can get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. I just got mine. It's terrific. You get a weighted, ergonomic handle, a five-blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich, lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. Listeners of our show can get their trial Right now at harrys.com forward slash worldsoccer. Once again, that's a $13 value trial set. Make sure you go to harrys.com forward slash worldsoccer, redeem your offer, and let them know we, sell you, we sent you just so that you can support the show, folks. Harry's Razors. Nick, have you got yours yet?
2: I I haven't. Where the bloody hell is it? You promised it two weeks ago, and it still hasn't arrived.
1: Well, I promise you it is on the way. It is absolutely terrific. You will love it. All right, Nick, well, let's get on to it. We were talking about Manchester United there for a minute. Well, for more than a minute. Uh, Actually, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, I thought, said absolutely the right things. Uh, And By the way, I am a bit enamored with him. I think he's done a fantastic job at Manchester United with exactly the same team that Mourinho had. It's indicative of what one, what personality can do when you take away the cult of personality that was around Mourinho. You might think that with this loss, they would sit there, heads hung low, you know, Debbie Downer feeling down in the dumps. Solskjaer said it was a reality check. He said mountains are there to be climbed. Uh, and he said you can't lay down and say this is over. But the most important thing, Nick, is he said this. And I think this is what you and I were saying. He said, quote, Today was the kind of a reality check on the level of the top teams. Quote, that is the level we want to get to. Top four is one thing. United should be at the top. They're a top team. They, meaning his players, know we need to step up our level. We're just disappointed. I thought that was absolutely the perfect thing to say, Nick.
2: Well, I think it was the only thing to say as well. I mean, look, this is a fresh-faced manager. Uh, He's... Desperate, really, to get the job. And his opening audition, uh, 12 games unbeaten, outstanding when you're playing one of the top teams in the world. And let's be honest, PSG are a top team when you look at their squad from top to bottom. Um, You know, I mean, it's a a team full of World Cup winners, of outstanding players. Yes, they're not tested day in, day out in Ligue 1. But, you know, I want want to give uh, PSG credit for the performance they put together at Old Trafford earlier today. But uh, yeah, I I think we want to give credit to Solskjaer as well. I mean, he wasn't looking to do a Mourinho, i.e. blame the refs, uh, blame the field, blame the stadium, blame the fans. You know, he just took it on the chin and said, look, we've got to get better. And I think his players will take that on and uh, strive to get better because after all, they're all professional players. They want to be playing in the top tournaments and I think, uh, you know, he's he's almost thrown it, thrown it down to the players to say, listen, let's go to Paris in two weeks' time and really put on a better display because United weren't at their best today.
1: I'm going to be very interested to see – well, I'm, actually, I won't. So one of the great disappointments I have is that I will not have an opportunity to see – the reaction of Paul Pogba obviously a Frenchman a teammate of Kylian Mbappe going to Paris to play this match because now he's suspended I thought that really stupid refereeing decision has uh, taken away a great storyline for the fans
2: well it has taken it away but you know that that's on Pogba himself but I think it also gives an opportunity for someone in the United team to step up and say look we're not completely reliant on Paul Pogba we can play without him you know, obviously, the, uh, the games in the Premier League recently have, have been the Paul Pogba and Marcus Rashford double acts, and they've, they've rescued uh, United all over the place. But, you know, I, I mean, I'm hoping that Jesse Lengard, uh, his injury's not too severe. Anthony Martial's going to go back to France, and this is a fantastic opportunity for him to show, uh, you know, the French people just how good he is. Look, the, the tie is not over. I mean, let's, let's not get too uh, down in the dumps for United fans. Yes 2-0 is quite a mountain to climb but we have got to remember this this is a PSG team that threw away a 4-0 lead in Barcelona they managed to stub their toe against Real Madrid so you know if united go to paris and get an early goal all of a sudden we're talking about a completely different game so well, hold, hold on hold France, on nick.
1: Hold, hold on nick hold on nick they're going to have to win 3-0 to move on
2: no they're going to have to win 2-0
1: Well, no, two nil would take it to two uh, nil would take it to uh, to uh,
2: extra time and possible uh, extra time, yeah. So yeah, yeah, they,
1: yeah. No, but they're, no, I said they have to win three nil to move on. Two nil will take it to extra time.
2: Yeah, so you know, a two, a, if if you offered United a two nil win right now, they would take it. <laughs> well, of course
1: they would, and then go for the and go, then go for the coin the coin toss.
2: Look, I I don't think they're going
1: to go to Paris and get anything. I, I think this is I think this is done. On the other hand, I think. There's a complete gulf in the two squads, and actually it'll be interesting to see because I'm assuming uh, that Neymar and Cavani will be back for the uh, leg in Paris. I'll be interested to see tactically, you know, the changes they make when they put them back in the lineup.
2: Well, you know, Neymar's not going to be there. You know, he's got the metatarsal, so he's definitely out. Cavani. Oh, he will is out more, okay. Cavani will more than likely be back. Yeah, and it's it's a massive mountain to climb, but you know, let's let's. Let's talk about, you know, the character. And I, I think these are one of the things that, you know, Solskjaer wants to build in his squad is players with character who can look at the big, big tasks and go, you know what? We're going to give it a go. And I, th- I think with the attitude that Solskjaer has brought to Old Trafford, I think they will go to Paris and give it a go.
1: Oh, I'm for sure they're going to give it a go. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I think it's too big of a mountain to climb, despite what he said. But you know, we'll see how they do. Listen, the other big result was in was in Italy. Roma conceding the away goal to Porto, though, that was a little
2: iffy. Well, obviously, you know, conceding uh, an away goal is never the best. But uh, Nicola Zanolo, you know, he scored twice to uh, put Roma. In I'd say you know pole position because you know they're, they're going to go to Porto, although the uh, the stadium there is is, is tough on the to Drago. Um, but I I actually think uh, that Roma have probably done enough in this first leg to uh, to advance to the quarterfinals. I think it was a decent performance by them. Uh, Porto have been going superbly in the Portuguese league; they currently lead it. Roma, meanwhile, have been very inconsistent. But, uh, you know, they, they've they got that 2-1 victory. I think they'll be very disappointed that they uh, let Lopez score just three minutes after Zanola Zen- uh, made it 2-0. But uh, a good result for Roma.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Nick, one more. Let's uh, go back to United for a minute. How do you think, I mean, they have some absolutely horrific matches ahead of them. I mean, they have what? Arsenal next, right? And then they have City right after that?
2: Well, Man United they have Chelsea in the fifth round of the uh, FA Cup, and we know that Chelsea are yeah. just uh, you know I- imploding right now. They then have Liverpool in the Premier League. Um, so yeah, so some big games coming up for Manchester United, and 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 then they play a PSG in the return leg. So these are three absolute monster games, and we'll we'll get a really good look. To see what this team's about, whether they do have backbone, whether they do have metal, do, do they have character? All these questions will be answered over the next three weeks, and I think it, I think it's great for Solskjaer to be in this position because as a as a big club, you want to be playing big games.
1: But actually, if I'm looking at the fixture list, I think it's uh, Arsenal. Uh, it's the Emirates on the 10th of March, uh, 10th of March, and then it's uh, City right after that. And you're right; they have the FA Cup in the interim, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. You know, Chelsea, Liverpool in the Premier League, then they go on the road to Palace, then they're home to Southampton, then it's away to PSG, and then that killer run away to Arsenal, yeah, yeah, yeah. and of course the Manchester derby. So, you know, the, the next uh, next eight games will really tell the tale of United's season.
1: Yeah, it's a tough, uh, tough road ahead for them. Uh, Nick, very quickly, before we uh, go to break, you know, I was talking about Harry's Razors, at the beginning of the segment, I'm just wondering uh, what Premier League managers do you think we should have them send a Harry's Razors trial kit to? I'm thinking uh, Nuno Santo at Wolves. He certainly well, could use one.
2: He, he certainly could use one. But then again, he could use a tailor as well, being that he, he looks uh, uh, pretty close to being homeless. But I, th- I think <laughs> oh, no, a too- hedge clipper. I think a well, hedge clipper Sino first could, uh, to bring that down. He, he, could do, he could do with some Harry's Razors. He's, he's always looking a little scruffy.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Santo needs a hedge clipper first, and then the razor for the smooth close shave. But yeah, you're right, Pochettino could use one too. We should probably do our shaving uh all 11 at some point uh, over the next week or two. All right, folks, Uh we are almost uh, going to go to break here in about uh, a minute. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the Champions League matches tomorrow, and there are a couple of really nice juicy ones and i want to continue the discussion that we've had over the last few weeks about la liga playing their games abroad the much vaunted match for january the 26th in miami did not happen but now barcelona is saying they want to play three la liga matches a year outside of spain we'll talk about it when we come back right here on Fishtree Soccer, Source sports byline broadcast network sirius xm 211 we'll be right back
0: be published travel experts are here 24 7 to help 800-754-4531 800-754-4531 800-754-4531 that's 800-754-4531 listen to what chris said about andro
4: 400
0: i've lost Call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435,
3: andro400.com. When I send Valentine's Day flowers, I always pay for upsell bears, balloons, and candy. Yeah, no. It's crazy, right? It's like those flower giant websites admit their flowers are kind of janky. So you better add a balloon. Which is why I go to books.com for Valentine's Day flowers. FYI, books is short for bouquets. And if you think your mom or wife or girlfriend can't tell the difference between books flowers and the others, you're wrong. Books delivers spectacular flowers cut fresh from farms around the world. Including farms on the side of a volcano. You got to see those. Anyway, books are picked fresh and shipped direct so they last longer. Know what else I love about books? Simple pricing without all the add-ons. You know, where a 1995 arrangement ends up costing 60 bucks. Get your Valentine's Day flowers at books.com. That's b o u q s.com and enter the code soccer for 20% off. Yeah, 20% off when you enter soccer at dot That's books.com.
1: back with you here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211 as well as the award-winning Sirius XM app. I'm Nick Gieber along with Nick Webster. We're talking Champions League football. Nick, tomorrow Wembley Tottenham Hotspur hosting Borussia Dortmund. That is going to be an absolutely cracking match.
2: Yeah, actually, but both both ties uh, tomorrow, I think, are uh, just mouth watering for the neutral and certainly for the supporters involved. You know, Tottenham against Dortmund, and then Ajax against Real Madrid. You know, Ajax winners of the trophy three years in a row in the 70s and the, and again in the 90s against this Real Madrid team that just refuses to lose in the Champions League. Three-time winners, 13-time overall. Uh, you know, Real Madrid beginning to find their mojo under Solari as well. Thank goodness the Real Madrid hierarchy didn't listen to you and I right. because uh, we, we had Solari sacked uh, about uh, six times uh, over the past uh, month and a half. So, yeah, tottenham Dortmund though, cracking game. Uh, and after this game, uh, Pochettino's lads will get some much-needed rest because they're not in the FA Cup. And perhaps we may see in the second leg the return of Harry Kane and Dele Alley. So, so much to play for. Tottenham actually beat Dortmund in the group stages home and away last year. So, I think they've got to be feeling pretty confident, even though Dortmund are the uh, leaders in the Bundesliga right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. By the way, we spoke about Real Real Madrid uh, earlier, you're right, we were saying that there was going to be a, a management change We were going to bring in Zidane. Now, that absolute crap rag, the, the, the newspaper that is akin to a piece of used toilet paper, is you know what I mean, right, Nick, uh, is reporting that Zinedine Zidane is being looked at as the full-time manager of Manchester United at the end of the season.
2: Well, uh, I, I I very much doubt that. I I, I would see Z- Zidane's got more chance of managing Chelsea right now than uh, Manchester United. <laughs> well, that's
1: what I would think as well. But a, why would he take that? I mean, that's such a that's such a poison
2: chalice to go to Chelsea. Well, I think you know uh, f- from from any point of view, Z- Zidane when he gets back into management is going to be very uh, judicial about where he decides to go. He's going to make sure that he has a lot of control and that the club has a lot of money in their transfer budget because he's set the bar so high, uh, it's going to be really, really tough for him to emulate the success he had at Madrid. But that's going to be the expectation. And uh, I I don't see Zidane going into any other club than one that has a whole host of Champions League and World Cup winners and some of the best players in the world. So... You bring
1: um, up... you bring up a terrific point, Nick. Actually, let's talk about that for a minute. You talk about expectation. Uh, you know, you talk about Tottenham Hotspur, Mauricio Pochettino. I mean, he is a manager that is absolutely clinical in how he sets the expectations for his teams, uh, for his team, and for the fans. Uh, he doesn't come in and say, "We're going to win it all. We're going to win the Champions League with the greatest team ever." He doesn't do a Mourinho. He doesn't really do a Zidane. He does a Pochettino. Very much like Solskjaer. I mean, the, 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 the pressure was completely off Onegalo Solskjaer because, you know, you couldn't do any worse than Mourinho had done, and no one expected him to do m- that much better. So he had almost no pressure. If you look at uh, Pochettino, he's very, very clinical in how he sets expectations for his team, and that's, I think, largely to reduce both pressure on himself and on the squad. However, you mentioned a great point. Anywhere a guy goes like Zidane, like Mourinho... Like Pep Guardiola, any time you take that absolute top echelon level manager and pop them into any club, they're immediately going to have the pressure and expectation of winning.
2: And I think, I think that goes with the territory, and, and they wouldn't, wouldn't want it any other way. Listen, I mean, that, this time last year, Zidane was on the way out of Madrid. I mean, they were they were struggling in the league. Um, the Champions League was his only route to survival. And somehow he managed to, you know, rouse his team for, a, for another, you know, another go at the trophy. Um, so reg- regardless of how well he did, uh, he, he was under the cosh, uh, which is really quite amazing to think about it. Um, but I, I think, you know, wh- wherever Zidane decides to go, and it's, it's going to be, you know, one of five clubs, I mean, let's be honest... Uh, you know, his, his, his wage demands are going to be astronomical and he's going to want that transfer kitty, you know, wherever he goes, I, I, I believe that he's going to be a success because he proved it once, twice, three times. Now, can he do it over the course of a season and win the league? I'm not sure about that, but he certainly knows how to rouse his team in these set piece matches. Nick, uh, Tottenham, Borussia Dortmund tomorrow. What's your prediction? Well, I mean, I, I I stubbed my toe with the Man United PSG, so I'm I'm going to tread very carefully here. Uh, you know, I really like what Tottenham have done over the last few weeks. They found a way to win, but win ugly. Uh, Dortmund, on the other hand, uh, have were running away with the Bundesliga title. It's not been so easy for them over the last few weeks, and you know they've. they've Picked up a tie here and a tie there and kind of letting Bayern Munich back into it. They also have some injury problems. Uh, Marco Reus has a thigh injury. Alcetere, who's an unbelievable player off the bench. Uh, he's got a shoulder injury. Vigel has the flu. But uh, Jordan Sancho, he is ready to play. He's, he's, he's got his passport. And he has landed in England. So uh, I'm really excited to see him play. Uh, I'm just not sure what this Tottenham team can do. I mean, there's so much pressure on Son to score the goals. Can Lamella, can Lucas Moura step up? Will Laurenti find the back of the net? These are the questions I need to ask of the Tottenham team. What I I do think, though, is that there will be goals in this one. Uh, I'm going to go with a... 2-1 2-1 victory to Tottenham. Wearing my heart on my sleeve.
1: Interestingly enough, Nick, uh, Dortmund haven't won in their last four games. They uh, drew 1-1 with Dortmund. Uh, they lost in penalties to Bremen uh, in the uh, in the uh, German Bundesliga Cup, and they uh, drew uh, Hoffenheim 3-3. So they're not exactly on a tear right now.
2: No, they're not on a tear, and that, you know that's that's why I mentioned that. You know, maybe confidence is is being slightly shaken. Um, and they, will we see Pulisic as well? You know, Christian Pulisic, yeah. the uh, 58 million pound wonder who uh, warms the pine in Dortmund. Will uh, Chelsea fans be allowed to see him on English soil? We'll find out tomorrow at noon.
1: Yeah. Now, um, I was talking earlier on in the week about Ajax and their form and Real Madrid and their form. Both teams very much in form. Real Madrid getting a great 3-1 thumping away uh, at Atletico uh Ajax not so much they dropped uh one nil loss in uh, the Eredivisie to uh Heracles one nil as I said I-, I have to like Madrid for this Nick but there's going to be a lot of goals in this game uh, I mentioned earlier there were 26 goals in the last five matches between these two teams or, or thereabouts we're going to see a lot of goals My question for you is, Gareth Bale, where is he fitting into this Madrid team? Because La Marca, which is always a very good indicator of how the general overall feelings uh, in Spain, particularly when it comes to Barcelona uh, and Madrid, are reporting now that Gareth Bale hasn't learned Spanish, he only speaks English in the locker room, uh, you know, and a bunch of other sort of little digs at him. That generally tells me that that's a player on the way out.
2: Well, yeah, and, and I mean, you know, you've got to feel bad for Bale. He, I mean, he recently scored his 100th goal uh, for Real Madrid. He's he's probably probably been the greatest export, the greatest success player to have ever come from the British Isles to play in Europe. I mean, he's only won four Champions Leagues. He's only scored, right. I think, three or four times in those finals, including that goal last year that was perhaps... The best goal we've ever seen in a Champions League final or certainly one to to rival uh, the great Zinedine Zidane against uh, Leverkusen, I believe, in 2002, two th- yeah, 2002, 2001. Um, but Madrid, yeah, they, look, they, they're in great form at the moment. I mean, yes, they, they thumped uh, Atletico in, in the big Madrid derby, but they also got a tie against Barcelona uh in the Copa del rey and they've been scoring goals and, and and winning games so uh all is all is well in solari's world I, I i think he doesn't give a crap what's going on with uh gareth bale right now because his team's winning and and when you when you look through the the quality that his team has i mean look if barrow gale's not scoring goals i'm guaranteeing you that uh, a certain kareem benzema is I mean, this is a man that scores goals for fun. Uh, Asensio does really nicely. He chips in here and there. And, uh, you know, if if Bale is fit to play, well, he also knows how to find the back of the net himself.
1: Right. Well, we'll have to wait till next week to see Barcelona play. They're going to be going to France to the uh, Lyon to play Lyon. Uh, Bayern will be going to Anfield. Juve will be going to uh Madrid to play Atletico and City will be going to the uh, to Gelsenkirchen at the Arena Aufschalke to play Schalke so we'll have to wait till next week for those matches but one of the things that the president of Barcelona would like very much Nick is for you and I to be able to see La Liga games outside of Spain now we've talked about this on many occasions particularly around the discussions uh, a few months ago, about this supposed match on the 26th of January that would have had uh, that would have had Barcelona playing Girona, I want to say in Miami. Uh, that match was uh, nixed by the Spanish Football Federation. But now the president of Barcelona is saying that they would he would like to play three matches abroad: one in America, one in the Middle East, and one in Asia. And it looks like it's setting up another conflict with the Spanish Football Federation, who, Nick, apparently were most peeved about the 15-match deal that was made by, directly by La Liga with relevant uh, for these matches in the United States. Where do you think this is going?
2: Well, I think there's got to be a lot more discussion between clubs and uh, their feder- and their respective federations and their respective leagues. I mean, look, it's obvious that Barcelona... La Liga and the Spanish Federation are really not communicating to each other on a uh, regular basis but what I do see is that Barcelona are trying to get a step ahead of the opposition we've we've heard many times about the 39th match in the Premier League you know where Liverpool and Manchester United would come to uh, New York and I mean w- what an occasion that would be but you know I, th- I think we do have to be careful but I think it is a sign of the times and it it is going to happen sooner or later. I just hope that they can roll it out in a sensible way rather than these, you know, bizarre announcements, you know, Barcelona come out and and say that, you know, we're going to do this. Uh, No one else knows about it. I think there has to be a lot more discussions between the clubs, federations and leagues, and let's roll it out in a sensible way that allows everybody to have some input because it will happen. Uh, i 'm not sure when, but i I, I, I think it 's going to be in the next three years that we will see whether it be Italy, Spain, or the Premier League one of the one of these leagues is going to get out in front of the situation and create uh, this this international game that 's going to count towards their domestic league titles
1: but if you 're major league soccer,
2: why do you want
1: Barcelona playing a league game in the United States?
2: i don 't think Major League Soccer wants that to happen at all. I think that there 's some organizations within the u s that realize the power of football, realize the the riches that European football brings, and they want to get ahead of it. I mean, the last thing Major League Soccer wants is is a game during their season. so I would imagine that uh, if this game or games do come to pass, they will they would be between the uh, months of November and march so I think that being said, it looks like it's going to be an indoor stadium or uh, over here, Nick, perhaps uh, in the New Vegas Stadium or uh, in the Rose Bowl here in L.A. So either way, you and I, we're laughing. All right, well, we're going to
1: laugh all the way to break. This is Fifth Street Soccer here on Sports Byline and Sirius XM and the Sirius XM app. We're going to step aside and we'll be right back to wrap it up here. You be sure to stay with us.
4: Call the Debt Helpline
0: now. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063.
4: If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491.
1: run out of time so quickly on this show didn't even have a chance to bemoan the god-awful presentation of the Champions League as made by TNT. Nick, it was another absolutely just teeth-jarring set of programming today.
2: Well, I I didn't see the pre-game show, but TNT uh, stands for what? Explosives. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I I think it's a, an apt channel name for the uh, explosive badness that is the pregame show. Thankfully, they at least uh, had some decent commentators for the United PSG game. And, and hopefully we'll see the same again tomorrow. Although I do have a fear because it's Tottenham. They may throw uh, Nash and Holden out there. Oh, no,
1: no, 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 no. Please, no Nash and Holden. No Nash and Stu Holden. It, it is unlistenable.
2: From your lips.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to talk about uh, the Champions League matches tomorrow. As we mentioned, it is Spurs, Borussia Dortmund at Wembley and at the Cruyff Arena in Holland. It is Real Madrid uh, visiting Ajax. I'm not sure which one I'm going to watch, Nick. Um, I'm going to watch the Tottenham match live, I think, and then watch the Madrid match, uh, tape it and watch it afterwards. Both of these are definitely going to be worthy of watching.
2: Yes must must uh must watch get the uh DVRs cranked up for that. Come on you Spurs and uh come on Ajax. Let's uh let's have a new name on the trophy this year. Let's uh, a How much I mean how much of an upset would that
1: be if Ajax were I mean it is at home and Ajax are, and they're not a shabby team, but it would certainly be an upset if they were to get a result off Madrid.
2: Big upset and it would certainly be uh, an upset if they managed it over two legs as well. All right, folks. Well, we will
1: be back with you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, as we are each and every weeknight right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. SiriusXM XM, Channel 211, the award-winning SiriusXM XM app. By the way, also on iHeartRadio, American Forces. We're the most widely distributed soccer show in America. We do hope you will make us a regular part of your week. All right, until tomorrow, folks, enjoy the matches, and we'll speak to you at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern.